Hello, hello everyone. I am so pumped for today's episode of Mastering the Conscious Feminine because we are going to go into like my favorite topics ever. All about spirit babies, conscious conception, conscious parenting, and we are going to have my friend Chrissy on here to talk all about it. And we're going to get into some really great topics and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we can really get into this. We're having technical... Oh, there it goes. I feel Hi. like I always have technical difficulties when I go to click. I'm like, let's welcome them on. And then it goes blank for a second. What happened? <laughs> Instagram lagging, but... How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I am so glad that we could collab on this together and on the first day of September. So it's a great start to a new month. It's amazing. I love it. It's a uh, good energy for the whole month. Good start. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to get into this later, but especially because it was just like pure spiritual planning and coincidence that we're both holding a three-week workshop during this month all about spirit babies so these souls must be like um we're ready to come in so we need you guys to step up your game a little bit mm -hmm. get the word out here <laughs> we are totally <laughs> the vibe i'm feeling for september for sure so how did you start your journey with learning about spirit babies and conscious parenting? Well, I was a little late to the game with spirit babies. I learned about spirit babies once my baby was already here. Um, I had to learn the hard way. That's why I like want to help parents like before their baby becomes earth side. Um, but conscious parenting was something that I really started to dig into when I was planning on getting pregnant, when I was planning on having a baby, because you kind of really like see yourself differently. You're, you're this mother they're this going to be this mother. And it's like, how do you want to show up as a mother? And how do you want to raise this child? And like, no hate or shame towards any of our parents. But it's like, well, do I want to do things like they did? Do I want to do things differently? Like, did what they do even work with like our new, you know, this new paradigm that we're in this new, I don't know, shift that we're in. So I really had to like, question how I was raised and how I wanted to raise my daughter and how I wanted to show up. And then that's how I kind of got into the whole conscious parenting thing. Wow, I love that. And I've also seen you share some of this like on your website and your page, you know, just the fact that getting into this topic actually happened after you became a mother, which I find so fascinating because my experience is like the complete opposite, but it brings things full circle. And how I got into this was like, I'm still very young. I will be 20 on the 19th. But when I was 18 and I started to get into intuition, I had my little angel oracle card deck. And for fun, I was like, you know what? When will the first one come in? I want to know. I want to plan everything around this. And a card kept coming out that kept saying within the next few months. And I was like, what? Like, okay, if that's going to happen, I'm going to learn everything that I possibly can. 
I read the books, I took the classes, I communicated every day. I even got intuitive readings from a really great intuitive and healer that saw it was going to happen super soon. Long story short, didn't happen. Come to find out a whole year later, just recently, that they're little goofballs and they were like, we just told you that to get you off your butt and to dive into your purpose. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy that it happened that way because now I can use that experience and really share more from that perspective, especially when it comes to timing. Um, because in this work, you have people coming to you who uh, want this to happen as quickly as possible. So that really taught me how to put in the maximum amount of work and healing possible for clients and to learn that time's just an illusion. And up there in spirit land, you know, a whole year to us is a millisecond to them. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So let's get into just the concept of what exactly spirit babies are. Um, some people define them a little bit differently and maybe like how they look and act. But what is your experience and your perspective on it? Spirit babies for me are just our babies who aren't in earth yet. We've made soul contracts with these babies. Um, we've probably lived many, many lifetimes with them. We might have been their mothers before, you know, sometimes the, uh, the relationship can change from lifetime to lifetime. It's just a soul that we have chosen to live this life with that we're going to learn and teach many lessons with. And it's just our spirit baby not earth side yet and i see them i don't know maybe you can see how you see them i in somebody's energy field i kind of see them as little like balls of light in their energy field and they're mm -hmm. usually kind of like a goldish white i don't know hue um unless they want to reveal their gender and then i will see like the pink or the blue but i kind of see them as these little floating balls of light in their energy field and always around the head yeah, I actually feel them that way too. Like if I'm looking into someone's aura to see if they have any spirit babies attached to them, like I will feel like the energy of that circle. I feel like every shape has like their own energy and dynamic that we kind of know, but it definitely is like that very round sort of grounding, but also light air to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very, it's a very calming, loving, um, supportive energy. There, it's very like neutral. There's no like edge. It's just um, all love, all love. Mm hmm. So, how exactly do we and how do our spirit babies choose us to be their parents? I. I saw a couple TikTok videos of yours. I I know I always mention your TikTok videos to you, but I love them. So I have so I much thought, fun over there. <laughs> I can tell, yeah. And there was one comment where it was like, well, I wouldn't have chosen the family that I'm in. And, you know, I feel like, especially in the younger generations today where we're coming onto social media and more people are dealing with anxiety and depression and familial issues, there's that question or that statement of like, well, I wouldn't have chosen this. 
but there's more to that and there are lessons to learn and a purpose behind it. So uh, from your experience, how do you see uh, spirit babies choosing their parents? Is there like a process? Is it more of just an intuitive feeling? It feels like, it kind of feels like a council I see kind of up in spirit land, kind of like, okay, what are our goals this lifetime? What do we want to learn? How are we going to teach that? Like how many, how many like vibration levels? Like, is this going to be a huge life? Is this just going to be like a chill life? I feel like it's a huge determination. Um, I feel like as we have souls, we have like mentors, we have like older, older souls who kind of, and we have this game plan from lifetime to lifetime. We have an end game, obviously, to vibrate at our highest vibration, like our highest frequency possible. And every lifetime gets us there. So I feel like we all get together. We get together with our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our partners, and we all kind of figure out like, okay, what kind of life are you going to have? Okay, what is this lesson you're going to teach me? Okay, like, oh, you're going to be a deadbeat dad? Okay, cool, because I want to learn a lot of lessons this lifetime, you know? Like, oh, you're going to be a really supportive mom? Cool, because I have like major businesses and, and you mm -hmm. know, people to help. So your support will help me get there. You know, I just feel like this is all kind of predetermined before we even come here. And I just picture, and obviously we have free will, so anything can change. But yes. I just feel like it's a big, like, I almost see us like sitting at a, a beautiful conference table, like <laughs> as we all like get our scripts and play our parts and, and kind of figure out. Um, it's like a rehearsal almost, like we kind of go through the motions of how it's going to go before we actually do it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what, how I feel. Yeah. What about you? Something that has actually really helped me to understand the concept of how spirit babies choose their parents is I actually went in and tried to retrieve my own pre-birth memories, which was a super cool experience. So I got like into meditation. I got as relaxed as I possibly could. And I played like an angelic playlist on my phone. And I had this vision of being in a place that was in between a complete darkness and like a paradise. And what was going on was I uh, was meeting one of my parents in the dream state. They were in the dream state. I was obviously up in spirit land. And they were like, right now isn't the right time. And I was like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and I felt my soul like jump. And then with each layer of the earth that I went through, it got lighter and lighter, but also colder and colder. There was like a major temperature change there. And when I woke up from it, I was so fascinated by it because it made me think, when I communicate with my own spirit babies or when I have clients who are communicating with them, there's a whole journey that they're going through to get here. They're going through different realms, different layers. They are going through so much planning because they know that it is the right time. And when I came to earth, I was not planned at all, but I see now why I chose to come in at this time and that is because now intuition and spirituality are becoming such a big thing 
And for a long time, I doubted myself within this work, especially with the spirit baby work, because I was like, I'm so young. I, I don't know if I can do this. But now I can see that we all have our own energy. We all have our own purpose. And I can channel that youthful energy into this work and into the spirit baby work. Mm -hmm. So having that memory is kind of what made me understand how spirit babies choose their parents. It's not a matter of how perfect of a life you will have. It has to do with the timing of what is going on on earth, what the earth needs. And like you were saying, how each parent is going to teach us throughout, throughout our life. That's amazing. I love that you had that experience that you were able to, I don't know, to feel yourself come through and, and make the connection preconception. That's amazing. Yeah, I was actually inspired to do that because I'm currently reading Cosmic Cradle. I don't know if you've read that one. No, not um, yet. It's really good. Like that one and Spirit Babies are my two favorites. Yeah, Spirit Babies. It was going into pre-birth memories, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, especially my soul, really needs to have the experience, like the physical experience to really understand things, um, especially with manifestation, which is a whole other topic. <laughs> but especially with spirit baby work, like going into meditation, going into visualization, is what is how my soul really thrives and it helps other people as well so with that being said how do we start to communicate with our spirit babies i know i mentioned visualization and meditation but i know you're big on journaling so can big you talk a little journaling. bit about that <laughs> yes i think meditation and visualization are such powerful tools. I just um, feel like journaling is like the gateway to those. You know, I feel like meditation could be so intimidating to a lot of people, but just sitting with a piece of paper and a pen and just getting it all out, it's just so powerful to me. And it's just, you know, we all have our own ways. And this is just the way that the information just flows fully through me. And I'm a very energetic person. I have a lot of energy in me all the time. So just, it needs to move. It needs to move out my body and getting it through my body onto the paper. It's just amazing. Like the things that blow, the things that pop in your head, the things that come. And if you just set the intention and you set the intention, sit with your piece of paper, your pen, and with no judgment, just write out everything that comes to you on a certain topic or follow some journal prompts. It's just, it's amazing what, what pours out of people. It really is. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much surrender that goes into that because we can like journal and then we question like, oh, is this really from them or is it like me and my ego? So how can we get more comfortable with that flow? How can we be more receptive to hearing the messages that are coming through when we're journaling? I always just recommend, like, let it at least hit the page. Because I think most people, like, judge their thoughts before it even hits the page. You know, they're already questioning their thoughts before it's on. So I always just recommend, like, everybody just let it hit the page. And then once it's there, once it's on the page, you know, give it a moment and go back and read it. 
And if you read it with a sense of calm, a sense of knowing, a sense of loving, then that's, that was, that was your intuition. That was like channeled message. That was for you, you know, but if you read it, like, like you get a little knot in your stomach or you're kind of like, you know, it might not have been a true, like inspired message, maybe still something you were feeling that you need to acknowledge and see on paper, but it might not have been a truly inspired message. But my, my tip is just let it hit the paper first before you judge it. Mm, okay. So it's almost like, I don't know how to say it, like letting the subconscious mind take control ra rather than the conscious mind first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. After we do this, I'm going to like try that out because I haven't journaled with my spirit babies in forever. Um, like I remember a year ago journaling with them and the answers were, you know, they felt pretty intuitive and I was pretty confident in that. But again, with the time frames, my spirit babies are little goofballs and they, they like to trick me with the timing. <laughs> so how can we make sure that we're getting a clear answer? Because I know from my experience with, uh, with spirit baby mediumship and also working with clients, that they give us the timelines of like our greatest potentials. They, they see the best in us and they want us to succeed. So then when we say to them, hey, when are you going to come in? And they give us a time frame, they are looking into uh, when they would come in according to our maximum soul growth and potential up until that point. And then obviously, if we look into the current energy, then that could be something entirely different. So how would you recommend that we make sure we're getting a clear answer? How, when you are doing this for yourself or for your clients, is there a way that you like to break it down so that way you're getting the clearest answers possible from them? Yeah, you know, it's all about, in intuition work, it's all about the questions we ask. And that was an excellent point, because you can sit down and be like, okay, Spirit Baby, when do you want to come? And, or when will you be here? And they'll be like, three months. You're like, oh, I'm not ready. So yes, that was know. basically my experience all <laughs> And then it didn't happen. I was like, uh, did I ask the wrong question? <laughs> what did I ask? Um, so, and then I always, I would recommend saying, you know, is it in my highest good for you to come in three months? It might be yes, it might be no, you know? So I think um, it's always really important, the questions that we ask, you know, when do you want to come? Is this in my highest good? Is this in the highest good for everybody? And also the ego, like, if you want that baby so bad, I talk to a lot of people who are like, I want to be pregnant right now, you know, and I'm working with them and I'm like, well, do you have anywhere to live really? No. Do you have a job? No. Um, or <laughs> I see that you're going through massive trauma. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's like, maybe it's not the best time to bring a baby into the world, you know? So that's, we kind mm -hmm. of have to ask our ego to take a step aside too and kind of ask, is my intuition bringing the baby here or is it my ego? Is this like mm -hmm. my ego wanting my baby to come or is it truly in my highest good to have a child right now? Or is it in my highest good to have a child next year or the year after that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that makes sense a hundred percent. A hundred percent because we have our own soul path, but then our free will can affect the certain things that are happening. So, like for example, as I have been working with clients, like I will see certain time frames that come through. And uh, like you were saying, like, they'll be like, I want this to happen right now. And I slow them down. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a couple things we have to work through. But then I have seen clients literally make it happen in like the one month that we work together. And it just blows my mind because it shows just how I I guess how precious time is and that time really isn't there. You know, our spirit babies see something completely different compared to what we see. But then when we tune into our intuition and we really work through those traumas, those beliefs, whatever we need healing on to bring them in, it can happen almost in an instant. And especially with my mentorship month students, like this is my greatest joy when I witness this happen is seeing a time frame that is like far away, um, like not too far away, but let's just say two to three years. And then we hone in on what needs work and what needs healing. And then that just smashes the time frame down to under a month that we're working together. It's amazing. When you really start to do the work. I mean, when you get aligned, I mean, timelines shift like crazy. When you're like an energetic match, like it, like you said, like it's, you can shave two, three years off of your timeline. It's insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially with healing our own inner child, which is something that I'm going to touch on in my spirit baby workshop is working through the inner child because if we don't heal our own inner child, then that can either be passed on to them or we can project it onto them. I actually read in the Cosmic Cradle book that uh, the souls of our children, their body is a combination of the karma from both parents. So anything that both parents have not healed will come into the body of that soul, which I thought was absolutely crazy, has completely changed the, the way that I do inner child work. Because the body is the temple, you know, we're eternal spiritual beings living a human experience. And if we want to raise a child with certain morals and standards, they, from my experience, children don't understand the big words, they understand emotions. So like if we yell at a child saying, don't do that, like, and really reprimanding them, they're not going to hear, don't do that. They're going to hear, oh my gosh, they're angry. And I don't know why they're angry. Should I treat other people this way when I don't want them to do something either? So that kind of brings us into conscious parenting because I know like this is also a big thing in yours, especially you being a mom. So where did you start your conscious parenting journey? Shoot, just like really it was like a dribble, just kind of slowly, slowly, slowly getting into it. And at first it didn't really make sense. I was, it, it was almost too simple. It was like, well, of course we're going to, you know, because the true foundation of conscious parenting is just to 
treat your child with respect. And I was like, well, duh, like, this is such a simple concept, of course. But the more you get into it, and the more I like dive, like, and just did the work, it was like, oh, it's like reparenting yourself and those traumas that, you know, from childhood and the generational traumas and everything that's just like passed down. And I truly didn't like fully accept it until my child was here. I didn't really truly see it. And then it just like all clicked. And then it just made, I was like, oh, I have a lot of work to do. So I truly had to like sit, reparent myself and do a lot of work. And I mean, that just uncovered like a whole bag of, a grab bag of fun stuff, you know? So, um, and it's really never ending. You know, the older my child gets, the more things we come across and the more experiences we have. And it's, I really kind of have to be like, okay, like, what am I projecting onto her? What am I doing to her? Like, is this me? Is this truly how I want to show up? Or is this like my, my trauma showing up? You know, how do I want to parent her? How do I want to show up for her to limit? I mean, she's going to have trauma. I mean, this, we are humans having a human experience, but if I can limit the amount that I put on her, like Mm -hmm. the best, you know, that way we can deal with the outside world putting trauma on her together, you know, we can Mm -hmm. approach it in a healthy, healthier way with healthier eyes. And um, so she won't have to go to a lot of the things that like me and my husband went through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we've definitely had a pattern over the last few generations where, yes, a child is physically younger than us, but they're not less than us. Mm-hmm. And we think that just raising our voice and being aggressive is going to make them understand. But really, it's about respect, like you were saying, respecting that they are also a human being and they're not as evolved in their life yet as us. So uh, what are some techniques that you use in your own life with conscious parenting as far as respect and teaching and also healing your own trauma so that way it doesn't project on to your child you know just with the basics if you think about a lot of people just pick kids up and let's go we're going we're going you know like in your car seat like I talk to her I tell her you know when she was a little baby I'm like we are gonna go to the car now we're gonna go here we're gonna go here here you know I would tell her about our day I would constantly talk to her um if I was changing her diaper I would tell her you know like I'm gonna change your diaper now okay I'm gonna wipe you now because I mean those are you know it's a very sensitive area and people just go in there and it's like no that's a human being you wouldn't do that you know to a to another adult so just talking to her and treating her like a human. And um, a big thing for me, like for example, was I was told, don't cry. You're not allowed to cry. I was not allowed to cry. So really making sure that that was not a part of my vocabulary, just acknowledging her emotions, which I was never acknowledged. So I had to reparent myself on that and just saying like, I see you're upset. How can I help you? Or I see that that really made you mad but I'm sorry, it's time to leave now. Or, you know, acknowledging her feelings, acknowledging that she is allowed to be upset, acknowledging that she is allowed to have emotions. And sometimes, well, we're always going to work through it. Sometimes it'll work out in her favor and sometimes it won't. Sometimes we really do have to like leave the park and stuff. So, but just letting her know, like, you're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to have those feelings, but we're still going to leave the park and we'll, we'll, we're going to work through this and just, allowing her to work through her emotions to from start to finish, like not cutting her off, not telling her that her 
you're not allowed to cry. Um, so this is like really something that I personally have had to work on with the emotions and with her. So that's kind of been my biggest conscious parenting moment. I love all of that. I have actually been using some of these techniques on like younger siblings and younger cousins because even though as far as like uh, conscious parenting and spirit babies, they're not here yet in the physical, but my soul chose to come here as the oldest. So uh, there are so many younger ones looking up to me. And I noticed that when I use that approach as well, like just helping them work through the emotions and the reasons why we're doing something, it just works so much better. And it also feels better within yourself because you're not holding on to like this anger or resentment. It's not like, oh, this is so stressful. Like it can be a bit tedious because as an adult, like we understand and then helping that child work through can be a bit of a process but in the end you both feel better and I think that's this is going to be so revolutionary to the way the next generations are raised because it's not about them not being tough because avoiding our emotions is what makes us weak over time we could think that we're strong when we're young but then we hit like 40 or 50 and then it's just like a breakdown or it all manifests in the physical body as different ailments so starting here with treating kids like another human being and explaining things to them I think is really going to help the next generations that come and to really raise the vibration of the planet yeah, this next generation, like, they're not messing around. These are, like, oh, high-level yeah. souls. <laughs> they're not going to put up with, like, the old the old regime of parenting. You know, they're not going to deal. It's, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a lot of betting heads. And I think if parents just approach parenting with love, instead of trying to be some dictator, trying to be, like, because I said so, you know, all the things that I don't know how I was raised. I know I'm a lot older than you, so I don't know if if your parents did the same thing, but the things that my generation heard, you know, um, it's not going to work for this next generation. This next generation is, like, going to be highly intuitive, highly spiritual, and they're not going to have time to play small, and they're not going to have time to deal with, you know, these old parenting beliefs. So if we can just help them step into their power sooner and acknowledge their voice and their worth a lot sooner, this whole planet is just going to, it's going to just completely change. I definitely feel that a hundred percent. And I don't know if you've picked up on this as well, but a lot of intuitives about like a year, a year and a half ago, we're seeing that within the next two to three years that it would just be like, a wave of these souls coming in and I don't know about you but I'm actually starting to see that especially like on social media with people who have large followings and are doing really great things for the world are bringing these souls in like one at a time like non-stop like I just see it all over in everyday life that this wave is starting to come through I'll even notice like I could even just talk to someone like not work with them as a client, but just like mention what I do. And then a couple weeks later, that soul has come 
and physically and I'm like am I a wizard <laughs> I don't know but apparently something is happening here and yeah like you were saying these souls are not playing they're not playing they have such high standards and even when I communicate with them I can even feel that like I'll be in the gym and that that's like my time to connect spiritually too is when I'm exercising and everything seems to flow really easy. And so I'll communicate with them telepathically while I'm exercising. And they just have so many high expectations. It's true. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like okay, I'll keep going. I'll keep going for like another 20 minutes. If this can benefit me and you, then I will do it. But they know what they want for sure. It's amazing. And it just gives me like so much hope because, you know, sometimes you just like look around and you're like, what's, what's going on? You know, like, what, what are we doing here? And just connecting with those souls, feeling their energy. It just gives me like so much hope. It makes me so excited. It just makes me um, also know, like, I don't know about you, but like, I've, I've felt kind of different from, you know, and I've always felt kind of like alone and mm -hmm. a little different than people. And it just, it makes me happy to know that my daughter, won't probably have to go through that as deeply or severely as I am because all the other souls come, she's only three. So, you know, the souls around her and the ones that are coming in behind her are all going to kind of be like on her level. So she, I think she'll have more of a community feeling, which makes me happy as well. Yeah, definitely. So I want to also talk about how we can see signs from them it was so funny because I was seeing signs all day today. Like their energy is so present, especially during this podcast. They're so for one of the souls, the way that they like to communicate with me is through butterflies. So like I will think about them and then I'll see a butterfly and that's how I know they'll around. They're around. And then with another one of them, there's like a name combination that I really, really have been loving lately. And on the way home from the gym, I was in the car, the radio was on, there was like a talk show host commercial guy. I don't know. But point is, he said literally that exact name combination. And to me, that was a sign that not only are they close, but they're here to support because I was thinking about this podcast all day. I was so excited for it. And I think it's just so cool how once we acknowledge them and understand how they communicate with us, we won't have to try. We won't have to be like, show me a sign in the next 24 hours or anything like that. We can just think about them and we'll see that sign that they use to communicate with us. So how would you recommend for people to take the first steps into identifying what those signs are for them and for their spirit babies and to start really getting in that flow. I feel like, like you said, just thinking about it is the first step, like acknowledging them, intending to reach out to them, let, letting them know like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. You know, um, I always recommend keeping an eye out for like the, the common signs. I know butterflies, deer, um, birds, uh, you know, once you start to acknowledge repeating numbers, I'm trying to think of, you know, once you acknowledge some little signs, so once you acknowledge and call them in, like you said, like you'll just create your own language. You'll get your own 
songs. You'll get your own color butterfly. You'll get your own color in general. You'll get your own number. You kind of develop a little language with them. And, you know, if you're feeling low or if you just need a little support, or if you want to call them in, once you've made that connection, you'll see your signs like a lot faster. Or maybe you've always loved the color purple and you, you know, you just want to say, okay, spirit being my favorite color is purple. If you want to communicate with me, show me some purple and you'll be surprised, you know, and then maybe that becomes your color or maybe your spirit baby hates purple, but, and you'll see purple and green and then you'll see more green, you know, like it's just, it's just creating that bond, reaching out, making the connection, setting the intention, and then keeping your eyes up, like paying attention. And that's just kind of in general, the universe is always talking to us. Everything around us is a reflection, a sign, you know, some sort of like love or hint from the universe. So um, just being aware in general is always a good thing. And once you've made the intent to reach out to your spirit baby, start to pay attention and you'll notice certain things. My friend has a daughter whose spirit baby calls herself Alicia. And there was just like one, it's not a very common name, but it's not a weird name. There was one day, Everywhere I went, I met someone named Alicia. The barista was calling out us at Alicia. There was an Alicia at here. There was an, and I finally called my friend. I'm like, stop ignoring your baby because she is like trying to get your attention and she's using me, you know? So mm -hmm. I think just like keeping an open mind, making the connection and um, kind of creating your own little language. I think that's, that's the, the key to um, kind of watching out for those signs. Yeah, but especially I think colors are a really big way that they that they use to communicate with us. Um, I don't know about you, but when I connect others to their spirit baby, I love to see like lots of blues and purples and greens. I love to uh, have them create like a container of energy around them full of purple light and there's an interesting story behind that i was just intuitively channeling like this blueprint for the meditation to cord into a spirit baby and i just saw purple and my intention for that purple was for it to be a, a protective space for it to be a safe space for that soul to roam around and to be around you and then i looked up if there was an archangel attached to that color and I forget how to say the name, but the archangel that is associated with the color purple has the purpose to protect and to save and all those things. And I just love how my intuition just knew that. It just knew that that color was meant to be there for that purpose. And then I love seeing a green cord connecting from their heart to that soul's heart. I think that really establishes a connection. But what are some ways that you like to help people to call in their spirit baby? Do you like to use the colors and the meditation? Uh, I know you love journaling. So <laughs> do you like to use the journaling? I do like to write the letter, to write the letter to the spirit baby and just letting like anything flow onto the paper. Just maybe you want to just talk about how you're excited to meet them or how you look forward to being their mom or what kind of mom, just to write a letter to create that conversation. But I always just recommend honestly, and it's so simple, but it works just like 
talking, talking out loud while you're making coffee. Be like, hello, spirit baby. How are you? I feel you today. I'd love to talk. I'd love to make connection with you today, you know, or say a little prayer, you know, whatever prayer looks like to you, or maybe you have a yoga practice or you have a full meditation practice or something and intend like, you know what, spirit baby, when I go into this yoga studio, this is our time together. I'm going to call you in. I want you to show up for me in yoga and, or I want you to show up for me in meditation, or I'm going to go on a run spirit baby. And I'd like to see a few birds, you know, I'd like to call you in. And if you have any messages for me, please send them to me while I'm on this run. I just always recommend, um, starting simple, you know, starting simple and just talking. I know a lot of people are like, I can't talk out loud. That's crazy. People are going to think I'm crazy. Like well, do it in the car while you're by yourself or like do it in your head. Like no one needs to hear your thoughts or, or write the letter when no one's around and then tear it up and burn it or put it in a special place, you know, whatever mm -hmm. feels comfortable to you. But, um, I like the color. I never really thought about that. I've never really, um, uh, with when I'm working with people in a session, I do see the color and we do talk about it, but just kind of when I'm like one off talking on social media with somebody, I always just tell them to like, talk out loud, intend, mm -hmm. or before a lot of spirit babies like to come in dreams. So before you go to bed, be like, yo, spirit baby, I'm going to go to bed and I intend that you come and talk to me. Maybe not tonight, maybe tomorrow night, one day this week, I'd like you to come to me in my dream and I'd like you to share some information with me. Mm -hmm. so, I love how your techniques involve like words and, and verbiage because I feel like there's so much power behind setting those clear intentions with our words. So I'm going to take a page out of your book and start writing yes. some letters. <laughs> so this came through intuitively just now, but I feel like there are a few people who are going to be listening to this who really need to hear this message. But what happens with spirit babies in terms of a miscarriage or abortion or if they have to come through it in um, the form of IVF or alternative conception, like what's going on with their soul and what, what message would you give to anyone who's currently going through that to start to heal and to rebuild a connection with them? And I'm curious to hear your thoughts too, but I always like, there's no judgment. In spirit land with spirit babies, there is no judgment. And a lot of times an abortion is for the both of you. You know, your spirit baby volunteers because they love you so much. You need to learn that massive lesson. There is no shame. You know, a short life is not a wasted life. Your spirit baby is still with you. I know a lot of women carry that shame around with them. And there is absolutely no shame. It was a lesson you had to learn. Your spirit baby knew what was going to happen, knows we have free will, and they show up for us continuously. And I feel like with miscarriage, it's kind of um, the timing wasn't right. Another lesson we had to learn, and it could be your lesson or your spirit baby's lesson, you know, because our spirit babies come with our own past life traumas and our own hesitations and Coming Earthside is a big deal. Spiritland is amazing, and we all know the Earth can be rough. So it's either side when it, with the miscarriage. And once again, like, no, no shame. No shame in IVF. Our babies come to us in very, very different ways. We can be adopt. We can foster. We can IVF. We can have someone carry our, our babies for us, you know, and that's a lesson for them 
and us, you know, the gestational mother and us. It's just however your baby comes to you is divine. It's, it's how mm -hmm. it was meant to be. It was a process that everybody yeah. involved was supposed to go through. I like the fact that you mentioned adoption too, because even though that child may be adopted, like they still chose their parents. They still, they chose the parents that they were going to come through because those people needed to learn a lesson. But then they also chose the parents who are going to raise them throughout their life. So I, I really like that you mentioned that because I feel like that's also a really big question within like the spirit baby topic is, well, what if I'm going to adopt? Did they still choose me? And that answer would be yes, definitely. Like you were saying, they can come to us in so many different ways. Mm, stepchildren too, you know, it's just... Um, the, the title parent can be so broad. It really can. It can happen in so many different ways. And it, it's, it's all divine. It's all, it's all like meant to be. Mm -hmm. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was the upcoming Spirit Baby Workshops. Because we both have them going on. And anyone who is watching or listening to this, if you want to just like pack your month of September with all this knowledge, you got two opportunities and mm -hmm. please, do it, please do them both. Do them both. Yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mine starts on September 8th. It's three weeks. And when does yours start? Uh, September 14th. Okay. So later, yes, uh, mine's on a Wednesday, it's 90 minutes, it's at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and uh, what day of the week is yours? Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, so, so you have an afternoon <laughs> and an evening option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like two separate days, but like it takes up the whole month of September, like your yeah. first class is next week, and then mine starts after that, and then the month closes off with my last class. Um, so just so everyone knows, like, they are two separate workshops, but since we're both spirit baby mediums, we like to put the information out there and give you guys all the chances to learn about this. So what are you specifically... I can't talk today. What are you specifically going to go into in your workshop? Are you going to cover like intuition? Is there going to be some energy healing? Like what can people expect from your workshop? We're going to do definitely intuition work, connecting to our intuition. I feel like mother's intuition is extremely important. It is so important. And especially first time, third time, fourth time, however many times you've been a mother, but First-time parents, first-time mothers definitely tend to question themselves the most. So just really tapping into that mother's intuition. We all have mother's intuition. We all have father's intuition. Everybody has intuition. So um, we're going to begin with a lot of intuition work. We're going to begin with some energetic healing. We are going to do meditations. And it's going to kind of evolve into reaching out to our spirit babies, making the connection with our spirit babies, getting to know our spirit babies, doing group work, reading each other's spirit babies, talking about our spirit babies. Um, and then definitely a lot of conscious parenting like rolled into the mix. And at the end, we're just going to do like a giant meditation where we just 
fully immerse ourselves with our spirit baby, truly make that bond, really get to know our babies. And then so we can create like this beautiful lasting relationship until they come. Mm, so there's so much foundational work going on within that, which I feel is going to start a new journey for a lot of people in the way that they go about their conscious conception journey or their parenthood journey. So I love that. And then I feel like, you know, the difference between our two workshops is that we both have these really wonderful perspectives. So in mine, like I'm infusing all of this like spirit baby energetic healing inner work into it. And then you have that experience of the conscious parenting and just what's on the other side of everything. So uh, that's two that's different awesome. perspectives, everyone. Two really wonderful perspectives that we have going on here Great. where you're going to learn so much within each workshop. Um, and uh, yeah, just come out, have fun. Let's get connected. These souls yep. are ready. They are ready to come in. They want to be here. It can be a little scary on both your end and their end, but just reaching out beforehand and doing that inner work just makes the process so much easier and joyful as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's so beneficial. It really is. And like you said, it's so funny because people that I talk to and work with are making the connections quickly and easily it's like the the spare babies are ready they're ready <laughs> like yeah they want to they want to be known they want to make their presence known so i think both workshops are just going to have so much su success and people are just going to get so much out of it yes a hundred percent chrissy thank you so much for coming on today i loved our conversation so and fun for everyone who is watching and listening i hope you guys learned so, so much from this. This will be uploaded to my IGTV and it'll be uploaded to the Anchor platform. And what Anchor does is they push it out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. And I will also upload this to YouTube. So Chrissy, again, thank you so, so much. Awesome. This was so fun. The time just like flew by. I can't believe I it. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. I hope you have a wonderful day. And thank you to everyone who tuned in and who will watch or listen to the replay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye.